blessings, blessings. We are back from our uh, two-week hiatus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we took a little bit, uh, a two, uh, two-week break, uh, but we did. I did miss you. I did miss uh, doing these classes uh, for you. So uh, I, I am thankful to the Lord for, for this opportunity that he gives me just to be back, just to be back and, and continue these classes of Ephesians chapter 4, Living to God's Glory. And, and let us get right, and right into it. Uh, we're on section C right now. Section C, putting off the old man and putting on the new man. So we're going to look at the characteristics, right? The characteristics of ha being having that new man, being a new creature in Jesus Christ. That is what it means to be new, right? The new man. That's that's what it uh, that's what it means. And we and last uh, two weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, we ended up here. This is not just in the sense of knowing facts, but the ability to set our minds on the right things. This is fundamental to the Christian life. That Christian growth can be described as the renewing of your mind. And you can, and you can see that in searching in your Bible in Romans 12, 2. That is, that is the most important part that we see now. The Ephesians learned Christ. But not only learning about Jesus, but also learning Him. This means... A living, abiding knowledge of Jesus will keep us from the, from the kind of sinful conduct Paul speaks of. Just knowing about Jesus isn't enough to keep us pure. Just knowing about Him, just hearing about Him, just listening to the stories about Him is not going to be enough. You need to have a personal relationship with Him. You need to be learning Him, learning of Him. Him, learn of Christ, constantly keep eating that bread of Him. Because just knowing about Him is not, is not going to help you. It won't satisfy you. You need to live Him. So, we need to learn of Him, right? This means the living and abiding knowledge of Jesus, having the knowledge of Him. Uh, but, we need to know Him. We need to live within him you know in other words he needs to live in us we need to experience him that's the most important thing Spurgeon says this so if you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ you must live with him first he must himself speak to you and afterwards you must abide in him or live in him he must be the choice companion of your morning hours. He must be with you throughout the day. And with Him, you must also close the night. And as often as you may wake during the night, you must say, When I awake, I am still with thee. Or I am, you are still with me, so I am still with you. Those are beautiful words that Spurgeon expresses that we need to abide in Jesus, meaning that we need to, He needs to live in us and we need to live Him daily. That's having a, a personal and intimate relationship with Him, to live Him in our lives. Put on the 
new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, the new man, as I mentioned earlier, is the new creation that is in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Created in us at conversion. It is the person created according to the image of Jesus Christ and instinctively righteous and holy. Because Christ is righteous and holy, we are also, when we come into conversion, we are heading into that righteousness and into that holiness daily and day out. It's a, it's a process that we need to go through because we reflect His image. So when we become new creatures, those traits need to be in us. Being righteous and being holy. It is a, in contrast to the old man, who is the person inherited from Adam and who instinctively rebels against God, meaning your old nature, who you once were, right? So verses 25 to 23 says this, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. And we are all members of, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their hands, and they may have something to share with those in need. Do not, let, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That, is, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the, for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander all, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in, G, in Christ God forgave you. So that's what 20, verses 25-32 to says. So, the conduct of the new man. Therefore, putting away lying, the new man tells the truth. The motive for doing this is because we are members of one another. Therefore, there is no place for lying. And we have many liars out there. Many people that, you know, say a lot of things. But when you become a new creation, when Christ saves you there's no room for lying anymore so yeah i'll leave it to you like that a body cannot function properly if it tells itself the truth if your hand touches something hot but your hand tells your brain that the thing is cold your hand will be severely burned right it's a connection it's a communication it's a constant communication. If it's hot, it's hot. If it's cold, it's cold. It's not the opposite. So the truth is the truth. A lie is a lie. That's why telling the truth is so important because we are members of one another. We are one body. We all function in the body. 
be angry and do not sin. The, the new man may get angry, but he does not sin. The new man knows how to let go of their wrath or their anger, thus giving no opportunity to the devil. Bruce says, here it is suggested that anger can be prevented from degenerating into sin if a strict time limit is placed on it. Do not let the sun set on your anger. So don't remain angry. It's not good. First of all, it's not good for, you, for your spiritual life, but it's not good for your health either. Why are you going to be angry at something that happened 20 years ago? That it, yeah, that, that does not help you at all, right? So it has a time limit. Don't be angry all the time. Let it go, right? The devil's work is to accuse and divide the family of God and to sow discord among them. When we harbor anger in our heart, we do the devil's work for him. So be careful of letting loose of your letting your anger take over. Your anger can divide. Your anger can become a virus in the body of God. So do not, do not embrace your anger. Because your anger can lead to hate, and hatred can lead to more things, more negative things that I can't think of right now. But it can lead to you hurting someone so severely that you can end them. You can end them verbally, but you can end them physically. So do not let your anger take over and reign over your life. Because you're doing the devil's work when you get angry. Right? So do not harbor anger in your heart. Do not keep your anger. Let it go. Because you cannot function with anger. Right? Let him who stole steal no longer. The new man does not steal, but he works with his hands. He does not only uh, he does uh, not only he, he doesn't do this only to provide for his own needs but also to give something to give him who has need or to give others who are in need he works to give right and it's so important let him labor labor is literally to exert himself to the point of exhaustion this is the kind of working hard god commands those who used who used to steal to have Paul's idea is that we should work so that we can give. The purpose of, get, of getting becomes giving. So it's not about we receive. No, it's we give what we have received. We continue to give. That is the whole point of working. You need to work in order to give. You need to work in order to, you know, give back. So you, if God has blessed you with work, you need to give back. Right? Always give back. And in, in, if it's not monetary, give your heart. Give your purpose. Give everything that you hold dear to God. Let no corrupt word proceed of your mouth. This one's tough. The new man knows how to watch his tongue, speaking only what is good for necessary edification desiring to impart grace to all who hear him. 
corrupt communication, this is how Bruce puts it, not only obscene uh, vulgarity, but slanderous and contemptuous talk. In other words, gossip, rumors, using vulgar language, you know, crossing the line. Watch, uh, James says to be careful of our tongues because they have the power to bless and they also have the power to curse. So whatever we speak, we can harvest good or we can harvest bad. So be careful what you say. Be careful of how you express yourself because people may know if you say that you're a Christian, but your way of speaking does not match to what to your testimony, then there's something wrong. Then you're not you you haven't been com converted into a new creature. You you can and you can't be half and half either. Nothing's old and new. You're either old or you're new. Do not grieve the, the, the Holy Spirit of God. The new man does not grieve the Holy Spirit, knowing that He is our seal both in the sense of identification and protection. This is very important. What does it mean by grieve? Do not sadden. Do not make the Holy Spirit sad. That's what it means in simpler terms. Do not make them grief. Yes, the Holy Spirit is a person. He feels. And sometimes we don't speak about the Holy Spirit as often as we should. Because it is very important to speak and to preach and to teach about the Holy Spirit. Because He is also God. But he, right now, He is with us in this world. So we shouldn't grieve the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you why. There's many ways to grieve the Holy Spirit. We can neglect holiness and grieve the Holy Spirit. We can think in purely uh, materialistic terms and grieve the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, as John 15, 26 says, it exalts Jesus. When we fail, do we do the same? We grieve the Holy Spirit. When we don't exalt Jesus and when we fail, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. Spurgeon says, I think now, right? I think now, I think I, I now see the Spirit of God grieving. When you are sitting down, to read a novel and there, is, and there is your Bible unread, you have no time for prayer but the Spirit sees you very active about worldly things and having many hours to spare for relaxation and amusement. And then he is grieved because he sees that you love worldly things better than you love him. Now. This, this is something to think about. This is something to very, very reflect on. 
How is your relationship with God? Have you opened up your Bible lately? Or has it just picked up more dust? When you have time to do other things, you know you, you, know you have time to spend it with God. And when you don't, that's when you grieve the Holy Spirit. You make Him sad. The Holy Spirit seeks your attention every day. The Holy Spirit is there as a guide to help you, hey, get connected to the Father. Connect with Jesus. But if you're not paying attention, if you're not taking a closer look of your life, then you will fail. Many men and many women have failed because they don't know the truth. Many in our world, in churches, have failed. Why? Because they didn't have time. Because they placed in their hearts that I don't have time to open my word. I don't have time to, to, to pray. But I'm okay like this. And they're no longer in church. It is very... How can I put this? It's very sad when you can no longer fear the feel the presence of God. Why? Because you have, you have separated yourself from God. You have saddened the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit even more when you decide to turn your back on God. And right now it's very important for us that we are living in this time. And perhaps this class may, may, may end very soon. This class didn't, didn't go all 30 minutes. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what I'm telling you right now. We cannot afford to make the Holy Spirit grieve in these times. We need the Holy Spirit now more than ever before. We are in the end times now. We are in the, in the last, the last days. You're seeing wars. You're seeing diseases. You're seeing natural disasters occurring. Time is going by fast. You cannot do, you cannot satisfy yourself you, you, by your own strength. You need God today. Do not sadden the Holy Spirit. Do not make Him grief. We need, we need Him now more than ever before. So if you have time to sit down and watch TV, you sure have time to open up the Bible and read it. And if you don't know where to read, I'll tell you where. Start with the book of John. In fact, we're studying Ephesians. Why don't you read chapter 4 again? Review it and look at these classes. Keep reading chapter 4 or keep go back to chapter 1 and look at these classes and read. 
read everything until you have come to an understanding and the only one who's going to give you discernment is the Holy Spirit. So I leave you with this today. One of the most one of the most things that we cannot do is make the Holy Spirit grieve. He is there to help us. He has always been there to help us. So right now, I end with this. It is so important for us to be in touch and to be one with the Holy Spirit now more than ever. Right? So I want to thank you for today. I hope that what was said, what we, what, what we saw today, it made a difference. And next week, we're going to come back and perhaps end chapter 4. And then we'll, we'll start with chapter 5 and eventually we'll get to chapter 6 of Ephesians. But the most important thing is for you to keep reading and to keep reflecting on what you read. And if you have stumbled yourself on this particular verse, good. Because it will make you think. I want to thank you for accompanying me so far in this journey of Ephesians chapter 4. Keep praying for our church. Keep praying for the churches around San Diego County, the state, and across the world. Also keep praying for the nation of Afghanistan. We know what's occurring over there. Pray also for the nation of Haiti as they went through a terrible earthquake that destroyed many homes. And also, as you may know, the Church of God of Prophecy also has a lot of churches over there and an orphanage. Let us keep praying for them. Thank you for, for being here. Don't forget that we have a 9 o'clock in-person class on Sunday with Sister Rachel. And don't forget about our, our service at 10 o'clock in person. And if you don't live in the San Diego area, we do offer it online at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Because we, we are having an awesome series questions that people said or people asked in the Bible. And you don't want to miss it. So, with that being said, be blessed and I'll see you here next week.